Hallelujah, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. We've made it to Thursday, the 15th day of July, 2021. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Yeah. About halfway through the month, Big J. Man, right at, right at the halfway mark. 50, well, are there 30 or 31 days? I don't know. Look, you have a calendar right there on your computer. There's 31 days in July. So we're not quite halfway. If At we noon today. Around noon today, we'll be halfway through. <laughs> so, and then that's when I will ask you, how's your month so far? I shall not do so before. Uh, I mean, no, it's no, okay. No, 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 no. Oh. I'm not asking until noon. Oh, okay. Because it's not fair for you to grade the first half of the month if it's not officially complete yet. You're right. We'll see the next four hours how that goes. Uh, how many hours do you think happens before noon? No, I mean, but that will determine probably how I feel about the, the beginning of the month. Gotcha. Uh, you don't think anything that can happen between 10 a.m. and noon today can impact your life in any way? I mean, it could, but I, I doubt that it will. Yeah, well, I suppose anybody could say that. I doubt anything that's going to happen in the next two hours could drastically change things, but you never know, dude. You don't know what the universe has in store for you. Might branch off on a whole new yeah timeline. You could have a spinoff show before you know it. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Uh, I do know this much. We're going to talk about the uh, capital market that is happening this weekend <laughs> at the uh, beautiful downtown Boise, Idaho. It is back. This time it's personal. Uh, we're going to have a couple of guests in the studio later on today to talk a little bit about that uh, and some cool things you can look forward to this weekend. That is happening. Plus, we also have a chance for you to check out the Snake River Stampede on opening night, baby, on the 20th, which is Tuesday. It's also Hometown Heroes Night, Big J. Not only 100.3 The X-Rocks Night, but Hometown Heroes Night. It's a night of celebration for police and firefighters in the Treasure Valley. They're at Snake River Stampede, so it's a great time to celebrate all the hard work those men and women yeah. do. And have a good time at the old rodeo as well, which does not suck. So we're going to talk a little bit about that with Pop Culture Smackdown. Uh, it's all going to be brought to you by Mike's Hard Lemonade Seltzer, which of course gives you an opportunity to get qualified for a $500 gift card to the Lifetime Store. Bam, that's the good news. And so all sorts of cool things are going to be happening during the course of the show today. Big J will have a nerd alert for you, all sorts of stuff. But we also play music on this show. Let's start with some Green Day. It's Brain Stew here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J on the X-Rocks. Important stuff. On The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is being brought to you by The Advocates. If you have been injured because of another person's negligence, well, the advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Big J, about three weeks ago, we reached the point in the summertime heat wave where Idaho Power was like, hey, would you guys mind conserving energy a little bit? Because it's getting crazy out there. And we have now officially reached the point where cities across the Treasure Valley are going, hey, could you not use your water so much? Because not only is it still a heat wave, but also it's kind of droughty, Big J. Yeah. And so the city of Caldwell has officially asked residents to try to conserve water because of dry conditions across the Treasure Valley. The Pioneer Irrigation District is the one that delivers water that serves the majority of Caldwell, and they are asking their citizens to go, hey, listen, maybe... Uh, Maybe we figure out a way to reduce water so much. Because, uh, you know, it's been pretty crazy and pretty dry and pretty hot out here the last couple of weeks. Irrigation pump stations uh, serving urban citizens are delivering 90% of the typical amount of water. And soon that reduction will be down to 80% to extend the season, according to the city of Cal Cal uh, Caldwell. Some of the tips that they uh, gave to conserve water, Big J. Hey, listen, how about you don't water your lawn so much, huh? Sure. Maybe use uh, potable water to irrigate, like hose water as opposed to sprinkler systems. Maybe it, uh, stop taking those 30-minute showers, Big J. Only run the dishwasher and washing machines when they're totally full. And check your toilet pipes and faucets for leaks. These are things that can help you conserve some water. So do your part or yeah, don't. Good luck. I know. Listen, we, we live, I mean, I Especially guess. this state. I don't feel like I know every piece of history, but I would I would say it's you're hard pressed to find a more selfish time in our timeline. Correct? Yeah, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. A lot of these idiots, some of them may or not be state legislatures, are going to go turn on their taps full on. Yeah, just because you're being asked to do something thoughtful and maybe helpful. 
to the state. Yeah. It's one of those deals where I feel like our motto should be, nobody tells me what to do. Because at this point, if somebody asks us to do something, it's not even like a demand. Nobody's called while saying, you have to use less water. It's one of those deals where like, hey guys, would you mind? But uh, the second that happens, everybody goes, yeah. the government doesn't tell me what to yeah, do. Yeah, pretty soon the, the state legislature is going to convene <laughs> and they're going to create legislation that prevents the cities yeah. to say, hey, uh, you, you please don't, con- you know, please conserve this water. Uh, they're going to prevent that from happening. We are wandering around in a wilderness lost. The Milwaukee Bucks beat the Phoenix Suns last night in really the only close game of the finals so far, but it was a fun game to watch. Suns had a nine-point lead in the fourth quarter, and then Chris Middleton took over down the stretch. 40 points for Milwaukee, nailing some key three-pointers late in the game. Giannis with another huge game. Maybe, uh, listen, I know I'm a Bucks fan, but in my opinion, it may have been the best block in NBA history last night. When he Pretty damn when, important. He's at the top of the key when a lob goes in the air and he somehow contorts his body to block an alley-oop with about a minute left in that game that would have tied it up and led to a uh, two points the other way by Milwaukee. It was nuts. Uh, hopefully you had a chance to see it. If not, it's a pretty impressive uh, play, all things considered. Devin Booker, great game for the Suns, 42 points in losing effort, uh, but he had some foul trouble late in the game. Game 5, back in Phoenix, that now is Saturday night. So that's what you have to look forward to if you're a Finals fan. It's now a best-of-three series that they'll be battling it out each over. Uh, Big J uh, mentioned a little bit, uh, kind of, a uh, reference to Loki, and I don't feel like this is a spoiler But uh, in case you're not aware, there will be a second season for Loki. Disney Plus has renewed it. Marvel revealed it. There was just like a real quick uh, kind of like, uh, I don't know, a still, if you will, in the post-credits of episode, the finale that dropped Mm -hmm. last night that said uh, Loki will return in season two. Now, for some, this is a surprise. For others, not so much. uh, Because if you believe the one of the uh, the, the not very well-kept secrets was... They originally wanted Loki to go 12 episodes, and that's how many they filmed. And they decided to break it up into two six-episode seasons because they saw how popular the limited series of WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier were. And so they decided, you know what? Let's just split it up. Let's you know, let's 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 stretch this content down to the best of our ability. Those Does that make jerks. sense? And so there was always a plan, not necessarily for a season two, just a much longer season one. So that's the rumor. I don't know if it's true or not. Those are just some of the things that I have seen. And I kind of believe it. I mean, it wouldn't uh, surprise me at all to know that they only had these people for a limited time, decided to shoot as much content as they could, and then stretch it out into two seasons. Would not surprise me That sounds about right. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your first round of important stuff. Big J's Nerd Alert on 100.3 The X Rocks. And Netflix, according to Bloomberg, might be doing more than just uh, streaming TV shows and movies. Uh, the company's hired Mike Verdu, a former Oculus and EA exec as vice president of game development. Verdu was the VP of augmented and virtual reality games and content at Facebook, where he worked with developers for the Oculus Rift, Quest, and Go. He also was the head of EA Mobile and oversaw the studios and worked on Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, SimCity Build It, Plants vs. Zombies, and Sims Free Play, among others. So that means they're going to also be streaming video games, Nick. That's the plan. Uh, They will reportedly build out its gaming team in the coming months to be able to start offering games for streaming within the next year. Netflix isn't exactly an experience in the area and previously developed games based on its popular shows. However, it released those titles on mobile and console. Uh, Bloomberg says the company won't be making a separate platform for its upcoming video games and will instead make them available alongside its shows and movies under their own category. Also, the streaming giant reportedly has no plans to charge extra for the game access, though it's unclear if additional content will lead to future price hike. Uh, I, I guess is it like kind of like uh, an interactive game then, kind of like some of their shows are, because that means that when you need some sort of special controller, if it's just going to be alongside of it. Uh, well, I mean, a lot of people who already game already have controllers, um, so there's a whole uh, different thing. I mean, Google Stadia, you don't have to have a computer; you just have to have a browser. So, you know, there's a but whole you have bunch the of keyboard different that you can use to do that. Right? No, not necessarily. Well, what do you use to control it then? Uh, a controller. But I mean, it doesn't, obviously, if you've got a PlayStation 5 controller, it doesn't read it. 
It's a special controller, well, isn't it? Well, it can in some, in some instances. So we'll see what happens here. Though the, the way it looks and who they've chosen for this, it looks like these are going to be games that are going to be uh, probably not as immersive as AAA console-style games, but we'll see what happens. No, no, I'm not expecting that. I'm just wondering how people would control them, I guess. Uh, Unless the, you use your remote, is what I'm saying. Yeah, or, or a controller that you can either buy or use right. uh, one that you have. Yeah. Uh, Twitter is killing fleets, Nick. Less Bye. than a year after launching the stories like feature to all of its users, all fleets will disappear for the final time on August 3rd. The short-lived feature was at times controversial. Soon after it rolled out uh, uh, to all Twitter users last November, many raised questions about how the feature could be used to target others for harassment. Others questioned whether Twitter really needed a stories feature of its own. Uh, the t- Twitter VP of product, Ilya Brown, said the company hadn't seen an increase in the number of new people joining the conversation with fleets like they hoped brown added the spaces will continue to get placement at the top of users timelines and the company is still analyzing the full screen ads it started testing in fleets last month so uh either way august uh third those things are gone i could honestly say i don't think i ever posted but i don't think i ever looked at one so there's that you never looked at one? I don't think so. If I did, it was accidental. I certainly didn't press it on purpose. No, oh, okay. Uh, EA and DICE have shed some light on their plans for crossplay in Battlefield 2042. So the feature is still in development, but there likely won't be a way for all players to join the same lobbies. And here's why. During an upcoming invite-only technical playtest, PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and PC players will be able to hop in games together. Uh, DICE is planning to split the player pool between gamers on those platforms and those still playing on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Uh, PC and console players can opt out from playing against each other, which might soothe some concerns about the disparity between controllers and mouse and keyboard. So, Nick, there's a whole culture out there of uh, PC gamers who uh, get offended by playing against people using a controller because they think it's easier to use a controller, and they go back and forth, and it's kind of a ridiculous premise, but uh, they're making that an opt-out for some people. Uh, it also is dividing players between console generations, so uh, that might come as a, point, as a disappointment to some, but essentially, uh, some of your friends, they don't have the play. PlayStation 5 or the Xbox uh, Series X, and it's going to be a while before they're just readily available for everybody, apparently. So uh, the PCS and Xbox One versions will have smaller lobbies uh, than the PC and current consoles with 64 players instead of 128. So they also have smaller maps, so that they're going to be separated. Wow. I wonder if that, is that is that how they're all doing it now, the the, the, the games that have the cross-platform kind of gameplay? I, you know, I mean, I... I previously released games no but i mean we'll see how this goes here in the future because they're really trying to take advantage of some of the things the next gen brings which is the increased map sizes and the increased amount of players that they can have on there just stuff that can't be supported by the older console so they're splitting them up here i guess that makes sense and and this is kind of one of those things that's going to be interesting too because uh with 120 players you're not going to be able to fill a lobby sometimes and so they're going to use bots uh, we'll see how that goes. Right. So, uh, EA, uh, Battlefield 2042, look out. Another reason for you not to like it. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your nerd alert. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates. If you've been injured because of another person's negligence, the Advocates are here for you. Call 208 471 4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. If you've had a bad day, can I suggest to you rage gardening, Big J? Rage gardening? What's that? It's the act of channeling like all your frustrations into caring for plants. You understand? Yeah, okay. And it's become one of the most surprising trends to take off during the pandemic. That's weeding, planting, watering. They've all been linked to reducing anxiety and depression, as well as a way to boost mindfulness. According to Dr. Brian Bruno, as I like to call him, the return of Dr. Bruno, says that gardening, of course, calms one's mind. It makes perfect counterpoint to rage. If you feel yourself being angry a lot, this is a great way to, like, you know, de-hulk yourself. And so, uh, one, you can attack the weeds. You can aggressively tear them all out, which may help with some of the anger that you have inside. Makes sense. Uh, you can also, you know, take your turn watering into meditation. That's nice. You can take deep breaths, notice the sounds and smells that are going on around you. Plant what brings you joy, which will help you feel accomplished as things grow. And finally, add a conversation starter. You know, put something different in your garden that, you know, inspires you to talk about it to other people. Go, yeah, you know, I've got peppers and sure, I've got cucumbers. But you know what's tucked away in the back? Some weed. 
And so that's how you can start up some conversations with people. Don't do that around here. And nobody, <laughs> Don't do that to Big J. He doesn't like that. The Milwaukee Bucks defeated the Phoenix Suns 109-93, excuse me, 109-103 last night in Milwaukee, evening up the NBA Finals at two games apiece. Chris Middleton, the hero for the Bucks, 40 points, including some key ones down the stretch. Giannis had 21 points as well as a big block with less than a minute and a half to play. Devin Booker lit up the scoreboard for the Suns with 42 points, but got into foul trouble late in the game. Game five is Saturday night in Phoenix. It's now a best of three series between the Bucks and the Suns. We'll see how it all plays out. Excited? Uh, am I excited? Uh, I get worried. Again, I, I, I go back in my head to the history of the Milwaukee Bucks in Phoenix, and it doesn't doesn't play well, so I always get worried when they play there. I'm hoping that they can carry some of this momentum into Game 5 and maybe knock one off on which the is, road. Which is three weeks away? Uh, yeah, Saturday. Uh, but the other part of it is, listen, uh, you couldn't have any more momentum on a team's side than the Suns had going into Game 3, and it didn't do them any good. They ended up losing by 20. So uh, it's a game of peaks and valleys. This series has been that team that makes the shots will end up winning the game. I just hope uh, that's the Bucks. I mean, I feel like this thing's going seven no matter what. That's what my gut says. And game seven, anything can happen. But uh, I, I would love to see the Bucks steal game five. We'll see. Rough day for Richard Sherman, formerly a star cornerback for the Seahawks and 49ers, is an NFL free agent, but he was arrested yesterday morning after he allegedly tried to break into his in-laws' house in Redmond, Washington, early in the morning. He also crashed his SUV in a construction zone and then fought with police officers as they tried to take him into custody. That's not good. Well, he had a bad day. Uh, Yeah, a whole bunch of stuff. Apparently, he was arrested on suspicion of resisting arrest, malicious mischief, residential burglary with domestic violence because it was a relative's home. However, uh, officials say he didn't actually enter the home or try to attack or hit any family members. So the domestic violence attached that's drawn to it is not what we normally associate domestic violence with, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, he didn't harm anybody. He didn't try to harm anybody. He was just breaking in. Listen, there's he, not. He had a mental break. Something happened. Uh, no, or he was really drunk. I heard he was. That could, I mean, as well. that makes sense with the car wreck beforehand and all that kind of stuff. Who knows? Results of a blood test are pending, and so there's all sorts of stuff that are going on here. But it's just not a good look for Richard Sherman at all. Metallica made an announcement yesterday, rolled out a pair of fan club only shows in celebration of the band's 40th anniversary. The two concerts, which will have completely different set lists, will take place December 17th and 19th at the Chase Center. If that sounds familiar to you, that's in San Francisco. That's where Metallica recorded and performed SM2, which Big J was in yeah. actual attendance for. In addition to the Metallica gig, San Francisco will host a four-day Metallica anniversary celebration with comedy shows, live music events, black and whiskey tastings also planned. That starts on December 16th. And so the band is celebrating turning big 4-0. Tickets for the concerts only available to the fans in the band's fifth member fan club who will enter to win reservation codes that will guarantee them an opportunity to purchase tickets. Wait, that's exactly how the SNM 2 thing Exactly. Works. It just sounds way more complicated. I mean, listen, you know it's not easy. But right, and I mean they had the issues with uh, the that the first round too. So yes. we'll see how that goes. But when have... you say you have to be part of the fan club, and then you'll enter to win a reservation code, which will guarantee you the opportunity, <laughs> it's a lot of what ifs in that sentence. No matter what. Either way, Lars, the drummer from Metallica, told us a while back that you know when they're putting together set lists for these you know greatest hits shows, it's pretty different for Metallica these days. At our age, it's it's not really rehearsed as in like. How does Enter Sandman go? It's more just kind of, you know, loosening up and kind of getting the battered bodies somewhat up to speed. It's a little bit like sort of, you know, kickstarting like a car that's been sitting out in the snow for a while. You know, you need to let it run and idle for a few minutes before you drive it. We're going to hell. Where the hell is the switch? The morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. The following is a story that could be taken right out of a damn horror movie. Uh, we are going to Georgia for today's We're Going to Hell story. Georgia, Russia, or uh, uh, United States? The United States of America, state of Georgia. Uh, a rural part of the state, as a matter of fact, but it, it begins like a normal Tuesday night would. Around 10 o'clock at night, a husband and his wife decide, you know what, it is time for bed. 
Let's go to bed. So they do, and they get all comfortable in their bed. They turn out the lights. And the wife, before they go to sleep, is like, hey, listen, do you hear anything? And he's like, no, I don't think so. She's like, man, I swear it sounds like, I don't know, like there's a water faucet on somewhere. And so the guy gets up and looks around. Nope, no faucet on. He's like, listen, I'm sure we're just hearing stuff. Let's go to bed. And then uh, around midnight, he gets woken up again by his wife who says, listen, I am hearing something. There is something happening 100%. It sounds like something's going on under the bed. She's and he's like, what? There's like a monster under the bed? What are you talking about? It's midnight. I'm tired. I want to get... He's like, She's like, listen, just look under the bed. There's something like... It's weird. It sounds weird. What is this, Inner Sandman? And so he's like, all right, fine. Grabs the flashlight, looks under the bed. Sure enough, Big J, there it is. There it is. Man, what is it? It's a snake. <laughs> it is. It ah. is. Not <laughs> only is it a snake, it is a very angry, very large, very pregnant snake giving birth to 18 other snakes underneath their bed oh my currently God. at their house. Now, this is where we're going to take a solid right turn into real man territory, because how do you react in that situation? Uh, I scream and get up on top of the bed. And that now, now you are a prisoner in your own bedroom? Yeah, You're never leaving yeah. the top of your bed again? Okay. Well, you know that snakes can crawl up into the bed if they really want. Well, what have they been doing this whole time? Well, she's been giving birth. And they've been nursing, probably. What kind of snake is it? Uh, it didn't say. Here's here's what the, what did end up happening was the couple, after he found the mother snake with 17 recently hatched babies under the bed, which makes 18 snakes under the bed, Max Wilcher decided he was going to grab a grabber tool that he had. Oh, he happens to have a grabber tool. Whatever that is. And then he places each one in a pillowcase. And he was able to fish out all Wait. the snakes from under the Wait bed, and he released the snakes near to a nearby creek. Who is he? That snake handler guy? I, I don't mean, know. It sounds That's like what I'm he's saying. a snake handler. I don't know. He's got a grabber. He's like, oh, I got pillowcases. I know what I'll do. Now, see, when when he says uh, he says grabber tool, in my mind, I'm thinking it's a pillowcase and like a set of like barbecue tongs. Do you know what I mean? Right. This is what he used. But either way, like that to be your first instinct is pretty impressive. Yeah, and then he had to wrangle know, all of them. What, you're thinking he's painting himself to be a hero and that's not He's a snake handler, and he just forgot. He got, he got one of his snakes got loose. Could very well be. Uh, he says that he really wasn't necessarily surprised. He said about two weeks ago they found a mouse around the house, and he says, you know what, if you got a mouse problem in this area, snakes are going to try and help you out with that. So it doesn't really surprise me that there was a snake in the house. Yeah, this guy's way too calm and collected. But his wife posted a bunch of pictures, and, I mean, you know, I, 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 it almost looks like... I don't know. I don't know how he did it. But they weren't very big baby snakes, obviously. They had just been hatched, so there's that. But the very angry mother snake probably took a little bit more effort. Either way, that's how he handled the situation. Yeah, uh, better man than me. His wife said that he, she might need a cardiologist after all this mess. And she's not sure about ever sleeping again, but the husband seemed to handle it pretty well. Yeah, at least she doesn't need a real man. That's true. She's got one of those. So congratulations. What's it like? Morning After <laughs> with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. Up next, we are talking about a very cool thing happening in Boise this weekend. The return of something nice. We'll talk about it next on the X-Rock. <laughs> Morning after with Nick and Big J. It is a big weekend here in the Treasure Valley as the Capital City Public Market is coming to fruition finally on Saturday. So it's time we get a little bit more information. Introduce yourself, please, to the Treasure Valley. My name is Janelle Miles. I am the president of the board of directors, and I'm really excited to be able to announce our opening this Saturday for the Capital City Public Market. We're going to be in a new location on 10th and Idaho. Our hours are 930 to 130, as they've always been every Saturday, April through December. So we're really excited. Opening weekend this weekend, um, 9.30 to 1.30, 10th and Idaho is our new location. And so, Janelle, for those that maybe have been in the Treasure Valley for just a little bit of time or aren't familiar with exactly what you guys do, give us kind of a brief update as to what the Capital City Market is. Uh, the Capital City Market is full of artists, craftsmen, food, beer, wine, and cider. We've got all kinds of people. Um, we've been in the Valley for 27 years, so this has been ongoing for a long time. Our normal location is on 8th and Idaho, 
right in the heart of downtown. So it's pretty new for us to be on 10th and Idaho, but Idaho is growing. So we've moved over. We are that downtown market, that premier market. We're really excited to be back and have all of our art to show the community. It's got to be uh, exciting for a lot of the vendors because, I mean, you know, not being able to have that, it's, it's a huge thing for them, uh, you know, financially. Um, and just oh, yeah. being able to, to get out there and do that, it's been tough to, to, to make that happen. So they must be really stoked to get going. So stoked. We have been able to be at 34th Street and Garden City. So they have had a little bit of market time. But we're at the, nothing's like the downtown market. And that's really what supports their livelihood the most. And that's where we get our tourist dollars in addition to all of our Boise local residents coming down to see us. Does this mean that uh, it's a bigger location expansion? There's going to be available for more people to be out there, more businesses to be out there as well? This year, we're actually going to start out with a small group of vendors. Normally, we have about somewhere between 90 to 120 vendors. Due to COVID and all the precautions that were taken, we're just going to space everybody out for the opening weekend, give ample physical distancing space. So we're opening up with about 68 vendors, and then we hope to increase that number to about 90 by the end of our season this year. But just so everybody knows, 68's not like a slouchy number or anything no, like that. It's no, still... it's just a measly 68, you know. <laughs> As you say, is there, I wonder, is there like a convention that, that y'all go to for these markets? There is an Idaho Farmers Market Association, and then there's a big group that does everything. So, you know, it's not just about our market, but support all markets. If you're getting out to a farmer's market, you're supporting local. Yeah. And that's the main point. It's really fun when you travel or go visit another, um, you know, another state or another city, and you go to their market, and you see all the different, you know, local goods and things like that. That's, oh, yeah. Really that's our creativity. That's our culture. Yeah. I mean, these are people, I think of them as like the sea of the earth, but they're really putting their creative talents out there. I mean, it takes a lot of guts to um, make your craft and make it your livelihood and get out there in front of the community. We haven't been able to connect with them for a long time in downtown Boise, so so excited just to hear all that um, all that commerce happening on downtown streets again is going to be amazing. And this weekend, too, we've got uh, Phil the Boot. Phil the Boot, right, yeah, we've Boise got a brand Park. new, um, this is brand new this year. Uh, Chris Carlson with Potter's Wine has been working with the Boise uh, Fire Chief, and he's going to come down and open our opening day and ring, our <laughs> ring the bell for opening day, so we're super excited. And then we've got the firefighters that are doing the Fill the Boot campaign during our opening as well. So you can come down and not only support local businesses, but also support your first responders. Love that. Love that. And I know sometimes it's like picking a favorite kid, but we talked a little bit about Potter's Wine. Can you talk a little bit about some of the vendors that will be out there this weekend that you want to showcase? Oh, absolutely. We've got all kinds of... um, Our our market is really heavy on art, and I consider food a form of art (laughs) as well. So we have our food artists and our artist artists. We also have agriculture, beer, wine, and cider. So you can come down and peruse all the different things that we have. Um, Of course, MFT is going to be there. We brought some, some different prizes from City Peanut Shop. We've got earth beverages. We've got a lot of bakeries going on. Um, Boise's Best Kettle Corn has been there for a long time. Um, we've got some some fresh fruit, agriculture, eggs, meat, produce. You got it. So just come on down and check out what, all the all the creative art that's there. And it, you were nice enough to drop off some prizes <laughs> that we're going to give away, too, which is very, very cool. So thank you very much for that. Yes. It, a really cool thing, too, is that, you know, it, it can kind of start for a business at the market. And then, and then it can become yes. huge, like MFT, for example. Yeah. You go into a store now, you can't miss it. It's, it's in all the shelves. But, I mean, yeah. it started out really and going to the market. And that's the goal, yeah. Like, you get into the market and figure out all the kinks in your business, how to market it, how to sell your, how to sell to people directly, how to get into wholesale distribution. So that's really the goal is to start out at the market and then get into the, those wholesale places and just grow from there. So when people grow too big for our market, that is a success, a success story. So. We're really excited about people. That's one of the questions we'll kind of go over in our trivia game. But there's a lot of different businesses that have been able to graduate into a brick and mortar, as well as selling in hotel, wholesale and retail spots. That's awesome. That is awesome. One more time with the details. If people want to check it out this Saturday, where do they need to go and how long is it open? Go ahead and check out our social media pages. They've got the information for opening day. We've got a Facebook event. Um, we're go- also go to our website. All the information is on our website. Um, I just want to also say for social media, we're partnering up with our new businesses, our new neighbors. So we're going to have some promotional discounts. If you tag the market, tag the businesses, Edge Brewery, Lemon Tree, District Coffee, Guru Donuts, um, tag them, tag our market and use the hashtag I love the market and you can redeem some discounts from those places. Awesome. Should be a great event this Saturday is when it all opens up and then it's going to get you bigger and better down the road. Thank you very much for coming in and talking about it and dropping off some prizes. Yeah. On the morning after with Nick and Big J.
Important stuff is brought to you by our friends at The Advocates. If you have been injured because of somebody else's negligence, well, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444. Chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. If you are looking for a new friend, Big J, and aren't we all? Maybe you try a dating app, apparently. That's what the Wall Street Journal says that 35% of people on dating apps are actually looking for. Relationships, hookups, pshaw, Big J. They want friendships. Yeah, right. Uh, 27% of people who actually have been on dating sites before say that they ended up getting a pretty good friend from either the app or the dating service that they had used. And so there's that. Bumble president Tariq Sharoot said that Bumble, the Bumble PFF platform has seen an increase in interest over the last year. So there's actually, I didn't know this, an app out there that's like Bumble but meant for friends only. In a statement, he said that during the first three months of 2021, the average time spent on Bumble BFF has grown 44% for women and 83% for men. Which indicates that our cities are beginning to open, people are ready to meet new people and revive their social lives after a year of increased isolation for many. And so there's that. I had no idea there was a friend app out there. That's really sad. It kind of is. But then again, I mean, is it any sadder than the dating apps? No. Right. So we found equal amount of sadness for whatever relationship you're looking for. Friends, neighbors. Maybe you should find a neighbor. That's it, dude. Jay, listen. A neighbor app. Find somebody that actually fits for you in your neighborhood so that you don't live next to jerky people anymore. I don't know how that works. Me either. But that's just the Brought idea. Brought to you by Rocket Mortgage. <laughs> See? You've already got a sponsor tied go. in. Take it to the marketplace. The Bucks defeated the Phoenix Suns last night, 109-103 to in Milwaukee. That evens up the NBA Finals at two games apiece. Chris Middleson, 40 points for Milwaukee. And then Giannis uh, had 26 points and 14 rebounds as well. as a huge block with less than a minute and a half to play. Devin Booker, 42 points for the Suns. But he had to sit out parts of the third and fourth quarters because he had foul trouble. Game five is Saturday night in Phoenix. So we'll see how the NBA Finals wrap up here. Saturday is when things, the pivotal game five works. And how James would James Gandolfini sounded into the office to you, Big J? Not a good fit. Well, uh, HBO reportedly uh, paid him $3 million for him not to join the office. Now, keep in mind, this would have been after Steve Carell left the show. So Steve Carell was already cast in the office, then decided to leave. Remember when uh, James Spader came in and was the boss in the office for like uh, a season? Yeah. That would have been James Gandolfini's role. Apparently, NBC offered him $4 million to take it, but HBO said, hey, we'll give you $3 million not to take the gig and just keep working on The Sopranos and that being your only job for now. And Gandolfini took the $3 million to not do additional work. Which is a sweet bonus, I guess, right? Yeah. I mean, I wish somebody would offer that kind of bonus around here. We'll have to give you $4 million not to do anything. Uh, but either way, uh, that was uh, revealed. Uh, Michael Imperioli and former guest of the morning after Steve Shrippa have a podcast called Talking Sopranos, and they had Ricky Gervais on as a guest who, of course, created both the American version of The Office and the British version of The Office. And uh, Ricky had remembered that particular story as something, and then they talked about how, yeah, James talked about how HBO paid him $3 million not to take a gig that he was kind of lukewarm on anyway. And Ricky thought that was very, very funny. So, interesting piece of Hollywood trivia, Big J. We almost had Tony Soprano in the office. Smackdown. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yes, indeed. And Pop Culture Smackdown is brought to you by Mike's Hard Lemonade Seltzer. And, of course, uh, we have a chance for you to get yourself uh, some awesome prizes including uh, instantly you're going to win some snake river stampede tickets that kicking off next tuesday it is x night at the ford idaho center for the snake river stampede we'll get you tickets to that and you'll be qualified instantly for 500 dollars at the lifetime store here in boise and uh, that is not a bad way to go either some great things out there at the lifetime store to hook you up with uh hard seltzer with flavors please drink responsibly mike's hard lemonade company chicago illinois so, if you want to get in on this action, now would be the time to call. 208-287-1003. You must, of course, defeat Big J in the process. 
If you are able to do that, then you are the victor. We give you Snake River Stampede tickets guaranteed, and you're qualified for that lifetime store. 500 bucks. Are you ready, Big J? Yeah. Then to the phones we go. Hello, the X. Good morning. Good morning, sir. What is your name, please? Shane. All right, Shane, you're up first. Shane, Pedro Pascal plays the title role in this Star Wars series on Disney+. Plus. Uh, the Mandalorian. Right. Correct. Big J, this show received 18 Emmy nominations two days ago, despite being canceled last week. Um, let's see. It was canceled. Mm-hmm. It got a whole lot of, uh, award nominations. That's the um, question. Yeah. And, oh, man. Boy, I don't uh, I don't remember what it was. Um, let's go with, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Wrong. I'll get an answer. Shane, that means you are the victor. Uh, it, does it help if I say the show was on HBO? Oh, um, is it that detective one? Hmm. The one that you got, got all up in arm uh, with the star, starring Gillian Anderson. You are so confused. Yeah, I'm number very one, Gillian Anderson isn't in the movie or the TV show. Number two, it's not canceled; it was a limited series. Number three, it was Kate Winslet, and that was called Mayor of Easttown. Oh no, yeah, it's not right. I got all those wrong. You're uh, right. Yep, you were. That's a four, Pete. Uh, congratulations, Shane. You got yourself all set up with the uh, the Wait, Snake which, River so Stampede. Which one got canceled? Uh, Lovecraft Country. Right, is the oh, one thanks. that got canceled. Uh, you are going to go check out the Snake River Stampede, and you are going to uh, be qualified for that grand prize, courtesy of Mike's Hard Lemonade Seltzer. Please hold on one second. We'll get some information from you. Make sure you're set and good to go. We will do some headlines. Those are happening next on the X-Rocks. Geico. Jay. Headlines brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. Heading out to the O'Connor Fieldhouse, the Caldwell Defense Center for Team's Everything Indoor Super Sale. Live broadcast happening this weekend with Big J, Saturday from 1 to 3. Team will give you 130% of Blue Book value for your trade and a minimum of $2,000 if it's a chunk. Then team will pay your loan if you're still making payments, and you get zero to cash down, no payments till October, and a $500 Costco gift card. So lots of reasons to go out there. Again, live broadcast this Saturday, O'Connor Fieldhouse, Coldwell Event Center, 1 to 3 with Team Mazda and the X. Headlines are as followed, just hammered. Tight squeeze and damn autocorrect just hammered. How drunk does one have to be to try something like this? This past weekend, a couple of women walked into the location of a renowned New York Chinese restaurant called ZN Famous Foods after a night on the town. The restaurant's electronic lock was apparently off because of a power failure, so the doors were pretty much open, even though the restaurant was very clearly closed as it was 1230 uh, at night on a Sunday morning. Anyway, they were caught on the restaurant's cameras because they decided they were going to cook themselves a Chinese food dinner when nobody was going to help them. So they tried to cook dumplings in cold water. They fumbled with the equipment and the food. The owner of the restaurant posted the footage on his Facebook account. The restaurant decided to close for a deep cleaning and to inspect products that might have been potentially contaminated by the two strangers. The restaurant notes in its post they haven't contacted police yet because nothing was missing. They're hoping that the women reach out to pay for the trouble they caused by, you know, messing around with the restaurant. An update on Tuesday night said the women had, quote, provided compensation and uh, also emailed their apology in for messing oh, around wow. when they were drunk. So there's that. No charges. Restaurant took care of it themselves. Women paid for it. So I guess it's a win. I mean, they didn't get any food out of it. So also, you know, technically is breaking and entering. You could be charged for that just in case. I mean, don't try to pull this off yourself and think that apologizing the next day is going to be good at a lot of places. For some reason, the restaurant owners were feeling very generous, I guess. And that, that fact that they didn't steal anything probably helped. Tight squeeze or damn autocorrect? Tight squeeze. This is quite the predicament, too. On Tuesday, firefighters were called to a North Harbor Boulevard in Santa Ana, California, where a woman had been heard crying out for help. Turns out, Big J, she was stuck between the outer walls of an auto body shop and a car stereo store. Owners of the store say they heard they called police after continually hearing the woman calling for help. Police arrived to find the woman was stuck in an area between the buildings about eight inches wide, and she was completely naked. 
Workers had to work for two and a half hours to cut a large area of concrete from the walls before they were able to safely pull the woman out because, listen, she was all the way down near the bottom and there was only eight inches of space in between the two buildings. So there wasn't a lot of wiggle room, you know? She was taken to the hospital for evaluation, but we don't have any answers. We don't know how the woman got stuck between the walls. Well, listen, I'm going to tell you how she got stuck. She fell. But how long she had been trapped there, we don't know why she was naked. Don't know that either. What the end game was, not sure about that, but weird that you were... I mean, listen, you got to have something going on to be able to squeeze between two eight inches. Do you know what I mean? Eight inches yeah. of two concrete walls. And that's not a lot of space. Like, you and I, were not squeezing through there. So something weird was going on. I still don't know why she was naked, but there's a lot of questions. This is part of that story. Good news is she's safe. She's okay. They were able to cut her out of the wall. Like a cat stuck between the wall. Wrap it up with damn autocorrect. And this had to be pretty scary for a few seconds. A dog owner recently shared a screenshot of a conversation they had with their dog's groomer on the internet. After dropping their beagle off for a haircut, it shows the owner was sent a message from the groomer reading, Hi! Dexter is dead! The worker, realizing their mistake, recently quickly sent a follow-up message saying, Sorry, Dexter is ready now. Autocorrect. Along with a photo of the groomed dog just to make sure the owner was feeling pretty good. The post about the mix-up generated a ton of content, comments. Uh, one person writing, Dexter looks remarkably well considering the circumstances. So they're able to have a little bit of fun with it. Good news was the dog was not injured or dead or anything like that. It just was an autocorrect, but probably a really crazy text message to get after you dropped off your dog at the groomer. But yeah. the dog's okay. That's good. Royal Blood, that is Typhoons here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. This weekend coming up is Rally in the Valley with the Snake River Bros. We've been talking about this for the last couple of weeks, and this weekend is the big event, a great opportunity for you to enjoy a weekend-long concert that crosses multiple genres and also raise some money for some very cool kids around the state of Idaho as well, which is why it's nice to welcome back into the fold Jeremy Matson. He's the president of Snake River Bros, who is busy this weekend, I am sure. Jeremy, thanks for joining the show. I guess we should start with educating people about both Rally in the Valley and Snake River Bros. Well, I'm going to start out with Snake River Bros. Snake River Bros is a 501c3 nonprofit, and we raise money to help kids in need. So whether it's travel needs to get back and forth to doctor's appointments or, you know, some type of medical issues or, you know, the family's just hit some hard times and they got kids, um, we, we take applications and, and uh, review them and then Based on that, we can we try to give you some help. Um, Rallying the Valley is how we raise the money to help these kids. It's a two-day event um, out at Murtaugh Lake, uh, Murtaugh, Idaho, which I know is a ways away from you guys, but it's a day drive, and we got a kick-ass concert going on this weekend. Yeah, two days worth, man. Uh, Rain for Dust, Late Night Savior, and Trapped uh, headlining on Friday night. So uh, there's some good reasons to get out there and enjoy. Plus, um, I I guess uh, just, uh, you know, a lot of friends, a lot of beverages, and probably some food going on, too. Yeah, so we've got, uh, I think, 22 vendors this year, Between you know, food and people selling stuff. And we've even got a masseuse that came out here just to to rubber backs and whatnot so that'll be kind of cool this year i like that very much and you know what uh, give yourself a little bit of credit here i know it's a team effort to put this thing on but i imagine that makes for thursday to be a pretty crazy day and then making sure everything is put together and put away correctly when you're tearing this thing down it's probably a lot of work for a lot of people involved in snake river rose right yeah yeah we've got about 87 members and and everybody gives a little bit of a hand i mean we are starting this morning our stage starts going up at 10 o'clock today Gates open to general public tomorrow at 8 a.m. Uh, so vendors will be rolling in tonight and all this other good stuff, getting all the electrical for everything. is It's a, it's a big, big deal. If you've never had to, you know, put on some type of festival or you've never really paid attention while you're at the festival, you're just listening to music, and thank them guys because it is, it is a big headache sometimes. Yeah, it is, and uh, it's a really cool thing that you're doing out there. What's the, what's the weather outlook for the, uh, for the weekend out in Murtaugh? Oh my God, it's hot! <laughs> you know the the wind was the wind was breezy just a little bit yesterday. It's a little bit smoky, so I'm hoping it's not going to affect the the singers' voices and stuff. But 
Uh, yeah, it's you know it's 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 July in Idaho. It's hot. Yep, it is. But you know what? It's for a fantastic cause. And I know you had said last time you spoke that the camping passes were were sold out. But you're still saying there's a little bit of room for people that want to go out there and chill out for the weekend, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. If you got a tent, there's not very much shade, but you can pop a squat anywhere you want with a tent. But our camping spots have been sold out for about a month. Yeah, yeah, but uh, there's still an opportunity for people to grab some last-minute tickets if they want to be a part of the event this weekend. Uh, what's the best place to do that, Jeremy? Uh, so our will call is closed because um, we got to get in and print the list and whatnot like that, but you can buy them at the gate. Beautiful, beautiful. So uh, Murtaugh Lake is where you want to go for all the action. The concerts begin on Friday, go into Saturday. It's a whole weekend event, and it goes for a fantastic cause. Here's hoping everything goes without without a hitch, sir. Thank you very much for making time on a very busy morning. And Awesome. Well, thanks for having me again. You betcha, Jeremy. Thanks, man. So far, I'm not impressed. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Yeah, and the Idaho Pun Slam is happening Friday at the Lounge at the End of the Universe. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Check out all the punny goodness. Uh, you just need to figure out bad impressions here to get your free VIP tickets. Yeah, Big J said it right. VIP passes to the Idaho Pun Slam happening on Friday if you want to go. Now would be the time to get on the phone, 208-287-1003. A reminder how Bad Impressions works. Big J, in his mind, has a celebrity. He has prepared three clues that all relate very closely to that particular celebrity. If you can figure out who that celebrity is in three clues or less. Now, sometimes you need all three. Sometimes you don't. It's like Almond Joy and Mountains. You understand? Mm Mm-hmm. Not every time do you need him. And if you can, you figure it out, then boom. You've got yourself some tickets for Friday night. Let's go to the phones. Hello, the X. Hey. Hey, what's up, man? What's your name? Daniel. All right, Daniel, you're up first. My career in Hollywood kicked off early when I played one of the kids in the movie Stand By Me. Okay. The late 90s was my jam with roles in movies like Joe's Apartment, Jerry Maguire, and Can't Hardly Wait. Next clue. For the last nine years, I've been the voice of Superman in the Justice League animated shows and starring as Commander Jack Ransom in Star Trek's Lower Decks. And I'm married to Rebecca Romaine. This one's hard. Uh, I'm not sure he's a household name. I don't care. To Gonna be tough to pull, dude. In the first he was one of the kids in Stand By Me. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with. You can do it. Come on, internet. Come on. You can do it. Tyler Hoechlin. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Definitely not the answer. I mean, what a hero, though. Tyler, <laughs> Oakland. Hello? Hello? Yeah, hello. I mean, he screamed out the last name and then hung up. And now you know who that is, so now you're going to be angry at him. Hello, the X. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, man. Do you know the answer? I'm going to guess it's Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton? Will Wheaton, no. Listen, it's not a bad guess because he's got a Star Trek connection yeah. and a Stand yeah, By Me Yeah, you're right. I didn't even... Not correct. Hello, The X. Hey, guys. Hey. What's the answer? O'Connell. O'Connell. O'Connell who? O'Connell. Oh, I don't know. Okay, no, no, I'll take it's, it's O'Connell. We'll take last names like Jeopardy. Good job, man. Jerry O'Connell is his full name. And why is Jerry O'Connell Hey, news? man, he's about to be a household name. Uh, as he is replacing Sharon Osbourne on The Voice. Or The Talk. The I'm sorry. The Talk. The Talk. Uh, He's the okay. first male co-host. What a treat. What a lucky man. Who else is on that show? Uh, it would be Cheryl Underwood, Carrie Ann Imba, Amanda Not- Klotz, Eve, and Elaine Wellroth. Jesus. Well, congratulations. Yeah, Sharon Osbourne was holding that thing down. Well, it was her show. She created it and produced it and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I'm not sure. you know anybody that watches that show? Well, no, of course not. Well, I mean, I don't know. You may have some you know, friends that stay at home and check out. They I don't know any shows. losers. Oh, that's not very nice when they expect them to know Jerry O'Connell. Yeah. Well, uh, he was awesome. <laughs> in? Uh, in uh, Jerry Maguire. 1996. As Cush. And then uh, let's not forget uh, Can't Hardly Wait. Uh, I don't remember him in Can't Hardly Wait. He was like the he was the, the the loser guy who was really popular in high school, but then he went on to college and he thought he'd score a bunch oh, of ladies. Oh, that's right, that's right. He was in it for like five seconds. Trip I remember McNeely. S- Sliders. Do you remember that show? Yeah, yeah. That was a good show. 
but uh, apparently he's been doing a lot of voice work lately, and now he's back on the TV. Congratulations to him. We are going to wrap up the show here next. It's on the X Rocks. <laughs> That is Rise Against Nowhere Generation here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Busy show today. Thank you very much to, first of all, Big J for giving us a high-quality yeah. nerd alert this morning. Uh, thank you to Janelle for popping by and talking a little bit about the Idaho Capital Market, which is happening this weekend. Fires up in its new location, uh, 9.30 on Saturday at 10th in Idaho, which is pretty awesome. That's going to be the new permanent location for the public market so if you're looking for it and you want to check out some farmers market action that's the place to go this particular weekend thanks to jeremy from snake river bros for coming on the show and talking about rallying the valley this weekend as well so like we said a very very busy show reminder big j gonna be out about this weekend at team mazda's indoor car sale caldwell event center saturday 1 to 3 p.m you can stop by if you want to get some great deals on some new and used vehicles they're combining a bunch of their sales together over there in caldwell beginning today all the way through sunday from you know two thousand dollars for your junker to a five hundred dollar costco gift card to no payments until october so lots of deals to be had and you can join Big J 1 to 3 on Saturday out there at the Caldwell Event Center. That leaves you with the floor, sir. Uh, McCormick, the spice and seasoning company, Nick, has uh, a unique opportunity for a taco lover. Okay. They're looking to hire a director of taco relations who would be responsible for staying atop of taco trends. Talking with chefs, developing content for McCormick social media channels, working with McCormick kitchen teams, and traveling around the country, and of course, eating lots of tacos. It's a temporary job, though, only four months, but it comes with 25 gur per month. All right. That ain't bad. Yeah, so uh, if you want to apply for this, uh, you have until July 20th to submit a creative video to McCormick.com slash director of taco relations. Would you consider yourself a taco expert? Uh, Sure. But yeah, why don't uh, maybe think about it? Huh? I, I was like, but here's the here's the you got to have a creative video, and I'm like, oh man. Wait. Well, you're a creative guy. Yeah. You put together creative yeah. videos yeah. for your longest haul. What if I announce myself as King of Tacos? Uh, that's creative, I guess. How would you visually, I guess, uh, portray that? That's the thing. That's the. I, I'm a little late in the game. I only have five days, four days, really, to come up with the concept here. Well, it sounds like you have a concept, King of Tacos. You need to then visualize that I don't know. That is concept. that good? Is that, is that I, I don't know if King Taco... Listen, here's what you have to keep in mind also, is you have to make it marketable for a spice company. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they want to attach their brand to it. King of Tacos seems like it's something dumb enough that McCormick would want to jump on board with. So why not go right? with it? You're right. Right. You've got yourself the throne. You can turn your little uh, studio, put together like like a background of tacos and like a Zoom background and make yourself the king of tacos and talk about your taco expertise and see if you can't turn this into 100K. You're right. What's the worst thing that can happen? They don't talk to you? McCormick's already not doing that. Right? You, you lined it out. You're right. All right. I got to get to work. You're not going to do it, are you? I'm going to go sample some tacos right now. You're not going to do it. Don't forget I the just next- eat tacos from Jack in the Box. <laughs> Yes, that's McCorm- what McCormick wants. You stopping at a fast food place, eating tacos, and talking yep. about it. Uh, next set of X-Rock brought to you by Western Heating and Air. It is summer, and boy, it is hot. Make sure your air conditioning is working at peak efficiency and stay cool. Call 375-COOL. Talk to the experts at Western Heating and Air for complete service on your air conditioning system. We're out of here. Jason Drew's up next. You guys have a good one. It's the X-Rocks.